Oliver Dixon on SAFM. It is about 21 minutes to the top of the hour, and I want us to take us. Uh, want us to go into our Medical Monday feature, Health Monday, talking to you this evening about medical male circumcision in South Africa. Any male above the age of 15 and in good health, irrespective of your HIV status, is eligible for free circumcision. Yet there's been a decrease in the amount of men who take up uh, voluntary me- medical male circumcision. I wonder why that's the case. Dr. Nelson Igaba is with us. He's a senior technical specialist for voluntary medical male circumcision at right to care Dr. Igaba, thank you so much for your time this evening. We really, really do appreciate it. Before we ask the question why there's been a decrease and why men aren't enthusiastically taking up uh, medical voluntary medical male circumcision as an option for circumcision, perhaps we should start the question, the conversation, in its most rudimentary form what is the case the medical case an incentive to circumcise uh, thank you Oliver good evening to you and good evening to your listeners and thank you for inviting me to your program yes I think you are really um, dealing with quite a, a very uh, important topic that concerns all males um, uh, medical male circumcision or male circumcision per se has been with us for quite uh, very many years. I mean, we can uh, uh, take it back to the biblical days of Abraham, where God ordered him to circumcise all male children. And we can also take it back to very many cultures in Africa and other other countries. Um, however, in the early 2000, um, three uh, scientific studies were done. One was in Uganda, one was in Kenya, and another one was done here in South Africa around the Orange, um, the, the Orange River area there. And they found out that uh, all males who are circumcised, they enjoy the benefit of reduced risk of transmission of HIV from a female partner who has HIV to that male person, and this is up to 60%. And uh, this was uh, a breakthrough, of course, in HIV prevention uh, biomedical modalities. And thereafter, WHO and uh, UNA, they recommended that all the countries that have high HIV prevalence and a low prevalence of circumcision, they should implement um, high-scale, high-volume circumcision to ensure that it prevents the transmission of HIV. But, uh, Oliver, that's not the only uh, benefit. Yeah. Benefit of circumcision. Um, we we have had documented scientific documentation of circumcision helping with hygiene. It also helps uh, prevent other sexually transmitted infections like those that cause wounds. And then the, the females also enjoyed a secondary benefit of their partner being circumcised. So when you're not circumcised, your first skin harbors a virus that we call human papilloma virus. So this virus is the, is the culprit responsible for causing both cancer of the penis and cancer of the cervix. So when you have I'm a sorry, did you say cancer? Yes. Okay. Cancer of the yes, cancer of the penis and cancer of the cervix in females. So when you have a foreskin still there, it harbors this virus. And if you have an intercourse with your partner, you're transferring this virus to your partner unknowingly, and this is the one that will trigger development of cancer of cervix in your partner. So uh, you as a, part, a male partner getting circumcised, you're preventing a chance of your female sexual partner um, having a risk of having cancer of the cervix. So mm. there are quite a lot of benefits, Oliver. 
all of these all of these uh, risks are mitigated by condom use, right? I didn't get that. I'm saying all of these risks seemingly to me are mitigated by condom use. Is that correct? Um, you know, not necessarily. It will be unfair to, to compare condom with circumcision because circumcision is a one-stop, lifetime procedure that is done and you don't need to redo it again. Mm. Whereas with condom, yes, you need to put it on effectively and efficiently every time you have an intercourse. And that's why we also advise our males who have been circumcised. It's not like when you get circumcised, you need to beat your condom. You need to have what you call double protection. You've got in your circumcision, which is giving you close to 60% reduced risk of HIV transmission. It will be very good to also continue putting on your condom so that you have a double protection. And we, with that, we'll be able to really reduce the number of new HIV infections that we are seeing around the country. Yeah. Do you have a question for Dr. Igaba on this conversation about male circumcision? Give us a call. The number to dial is 086-000-2032. Dr. Igaba, what sort of lifestyle changes can one expect or to experience after male circumcision? Perhaps let me rephrase that. Does circumcision, a common myth, and I, and I want you to maybe confirm or dispel the myth for me, a common myth is that it reduces um, sexual sensitivity and sexual pleasure uh, for males who have been circumcised as a result of nerve endings in the penis dying out over time due to exposure, uh, uh, you know, protracted exposure. Uh, is, that, is that a realistic expectation or is it a blatant medically unfounded claim? Thank you, thank you, Oliver. I'll pick up from your latter statement. Indeed, there is nothing that has been proven like that from the scientific ground. Um, there is actually a, a systematic review. I mean, this is whereby someone looks at the very many studies that have been published about one specific topic. And one was done, you know, in 2009 and published in a reputable journal where they, they looked at um, the, 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 what females say about males who are circumcised and that did not feature as one of the complaints or one of the issues within that so we've not seen any any publication in terms of you know relating to uh, a loss of sensitivity um during sexual intercourse due to circumcision i think that remains a myth and we need to urge our males not to listen to things that are not really proven to that extent I mean, the anecdotal evidence seems to be quite prevalent, right? Uh, men often share such information. In fact, uh, my technical producer, who's also a man, said that he's also heard the anecdotal evidence from other men who say that after circumcision, they've, uh, they've, they've experienced reduced sexual pleasure. Yeah, actually, I think uh, we'll need to look deeper. And the evidence that is out there, the really uh, published evidence, is in contrary to the, that anecdotal evidence. I think there needs to be a lot more done for mm, us to really mm. stamp our feet and say that's a fact. But as it stands right now, that remains a myth. Mm-hmm. Give us a call, 086-000-2032. 086-000-2032. Then let's perhaps go here. Um medical circumcision uh, as opposed to saying uh, a rite of passage culturally a cultural ritual ritualistic uh, circumcision is performed differently right 
but hold in many minds of South Africans the same sort of perception that it is uncomfortable, that it perhaps is painful. Um, and, and that perception is uh, perhaps a reason why a lot of men don't necessarily take it up as an option. Talk to us about the comfort of the procedure itself, the healing process and all of that. Thank you once again, Oliver. So um, a medical male circumcision is a simple procedure that could take um, 10 to 30 minutes. Um, it doesn't really need to be done in a, in a very highly sterile environment. However, uh, 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 basic infection prevention procedures are observed. So what we do is that we conduct our medical male circumcision in most government facilities across the country. And uh, um, when you come, we screen you for any possible diseases that you may not aware of, like high blood pressure, diabetes, and the rest. And uh, what is key, we also screen you for any bleeding disorders. Many people are walking around, they are not, they are not aware of any other abnormalities that they could be having, including abnormalities of the penis itself. So when we clear you, uh, we also offer you an HIV test. Of course, it's a voluntary test. And then uh, when we clear you that you are medically fit take up to take, take up the circumcision, then we we give we inject you um, a drug that we call a local anesthetic, and that one will numb your penis. So when we are starting to remove the first skin, you will feel nothing, nothing like pain. You will just feel us touching uh, the penis, and thereafter we give you a painkiller because this local anesthetic wears off after two to three hours of the procedure. And thereafter, you have taken a painkiller and it takes over and there will be no pain experience. Um, we expect you to resume your duty within uh, two to three days. However, we always, we always encourage our clients to abstain from sex for at least six weeks to allow complete healing um, of the wound. Because if you have sexual intercourse with a female who is HIV positive and the wound is not healed, that uh, open wound will become as a direct entry of HIV and then it will really be disastrous. Mm. Uh, and so after six weeks, you're completely healed. Is there a need for a checkup if, you, if you've done a medical male circumcision uh, procedure? Not necessarily. There's no need for checkup. So what we do two days after circumcision, we always look up for our, 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 uh, the males that have been circumcised to just check that the wound is clean and is healing well. We do the same after day, seven days of circumcision and uh, to ensure that there is no infection setting in and the wound is being taken good care of. And then thereafter, we expect the wound to continue to heal without a challenge. So um, we, 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 we offer free circumcisions across uh, the country, like I mentioned, and any male out there who requires to be circumcised, you will just need to send us a please call or send us a WhatsApp or call through our, our yeah. helpline, uh, 082 8086152 and will provide transport for you to our facilities and you get a high quality free circumcision. Yeah. Uh, you speak of it as a wound and uh, typically that implies a certain level of care and treatment. How then over those six weeks should you take care of the wound? Uh, com commonly you hear things like, well, you have to wash it with uh, certain uh, lukewarm water with certain ointments and all of these sorts of things. What's the best uh, care procedure? Yes. Uh, thank you again, Oliver. We discourage use of any ointment 
Uh, we discourage use of any home remedies. We discourage use of any herbal medicine on the wood. Remember, this is a freshly created wood, and your body should be able to heal it without any problem. It's like uh, the way you can be in the kitchen and you cut yourself at your finger. That wound, should, the blood should be able to close if you have no uh, bleeding disorders, and that wound should be able to close and heal within a few days. The circumcision is a clean, freshly created wound, and we stitch together to create, um, uh, to oppose the tissue for quick healing. So you do not need, need any product. What you need to use, you need to use uh, um, normal non-medicated soap, and uh, you need to just boil water, allow it to cool, because we know some areas around the country may not have 100% clean water, so boiling the water will be to kill any germs that will be in water, allow it to cool. When it's lukewarm, you just get a very clean clean cloth, like a, a small towel, and then you clean uh, the wound with normal soap, non-medicated soap, and then after you just clean with normal water, and that should be it. No uh, spirits, no other, uh, you know, home remedies, or any other thing that is required on the wound. Yeah. The post-procedure pain, which you say uh, a painkiller would be sufficient for, how long can uh, someone expect that to last? This does not last for long. It really lasts for one to two days. Um, you know, in, any, in the body, there is something that we call inflammation. Inflammation is a normal process of wound healing. So when uh, you have a wound, the body reacts by sending there some white blood cells to prevent infection and, you know, aggregate there to ensure that the wound heals very fast. Yeah. So that process comes with swelling and a bit of pain. So that's what we are trying to treat with a painkiller. That process lasts 24 to 72 hours. Thereafter, we shouldn't have any pain. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes, as part of uh, treating the wound, um, common common advice, uh, you know, common wisdom is that uh, you should not wear any tight pants or tight underwear. In fact, that you should give the wound as much breathing space as possible by keeping it exposed uh, to uh, open air as much as you possibly can where reasonable, where reasonably applicable. Uh, is that uh, is that good practice? Not really totally. Actually, what we encourage our clients is to ensure that they they wear a a cleanly laundered underwear, and they use this underwear to elevate the penis throughout the 14 days after circumcision. So what what does that mean? Yes, what happens is, remember that there is a force of gravity, so and there is a wound, and your penis is looking downward. So if you continue doing your normal activities and that happens, so that sort of gravity can lead to accumulation of swelling around the circumcision wound. So we would like to encourage after you have circumcised, you can lift your penis and hold it with an underpant, let it face upward so that, uh, you know, the, the, the gravity goes against uh, the, the wound and then it, it remains without any swelling. So, wouldn't, intu- wouldn't that intuitively seem painful? Not necessarily. There is no pain associated with that. That ah, is just okay. the, un- the under underwear, the cleanly uh, laundered underwear will just assist you to hold up the penis in an upward position so that um, the, the gravity allows drainage 
of any um, of, of fluid, serous fluids from the wound side into the body system. Mm-hmm. And another uh, common myth is that circumcision is best done in the winter months of the year to give yourself the best chance of recovery. In summer, it's a little bit more uncomfortable. Is that a a myth with uh, you know science that that can support it, or is it once again unfounded? Yes, there is no science that supports that. It remains a myth. Uh, science shows that wound heals. Uh, in all seasons. What they are very, um, they, they are key determinants of wound healing. Of course, the body of the person, um, depending on what other comorbidities you have or other diseases you have. We know that with people who have diabetes, wound healing is delayed due to other reasons. We also know that the environment that you expose the wound to can determine you know, the wound healing. So it's not all about the season. It's about other factors that determine wound healing. What I'm trying to say is you can circumcise anytime, in the winter, in summer, in autumn, spring, and so long as you follow the instruction of wound care, then you shouldn't have a problem with wound healing. Yeah. That's why this summer we would like to call all men to action to say, do the right thing, remove that foreskin, Get your benefit of prevention of HIV and other benefits and ensure that your partner is also protected from the risk of cervical cancer. Yeah. Once again, you can just call us uh, on 082-8086-152 or send a please call or WhatsApp us and we shall get you transport to our facility and you get high trained clinician who will give you the best accomplishment. Let's repeat that number. Send a please call me or can you send an SMS to 08. 08- Zero eight two zero eight zero zero eight two eight zero eight six eight six one five two one five two. You can send a All please right. call me or a message to 082-80-86152. That is the number that uh, you can do this. They'll provide free transport uh, and you'll be able to access a free and safe circumcision. That brings us to the end of the show. Dr. Nelson Igaba, thank you so much for your time this evening. Really, really do appreciate it. Uh, and, and, and thank you so much for your, your great community service and the work you guys are doing. We end off, the show. We end off nice the show this evening with Crime and Corruption by Lucky Dube. Uh, I guess it's befitting of the moment. Look, the next couple of days, a lot of uh, conversation will be ongoing about the ANC and the elective conference, but I do want to encourage you just for a moment, pause, switch off everything and focus on yourself and your family. Just for a moment. These things can be mentally grueling, mentally exhausting, and it's important to check out of it every once in a while for your own mental health. There's a lot that's going on in South Africa and every once in a while, just reset, just pause and just rest. For myself, from Lesejo, as well as uh, from Shares. It has been a fantastic evening. Thank you so much. Good night.